0: to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to continue to do a deep dive and our research together uh, regarding the nature of the warfare, spiritual warfare, that you and I and the human race, the entire human race, is part of right now, because where we are on the space-time continuum, which is a fancy way of saying where we are in human history. When we understand where we are in human history, we're obviously not in the Garden of Eden. I mean, that's a no-brainer, just uh, as Dr. Jack Hayford used to say, driving down Van Nuys Boulevard, which is, 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 is kind of a very slummy, long boulevard in uh, L.A., and he made a comparison between people thinking that even the best that this world has to offer, and he, he said, Hayford said, it, it, it will be in comparison. like like Van Nuys Boulevard, if you're trying to contrast the glory and majesty of the eternal world, the kingdom of heaven, which you and I are going to live in, assuming we've put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are going to live in paradise, the new Garden of Eden, the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth. And it's so majestic and so beautiful it's so glorious that none of us possesses even remotely the vocabulary to describe it. And so he made the the joke, you kind of have to be familiar with the Van Nuys area where the church on the way was located at the time. Uh, I was there for over 25 years ministering with Dr. Jack Hayford, teaching at his uh, university and seminary and involved in preaching on Wednesday nights to the to the congregation, et cetera, on Bible prophecy. And uh, his, he was basically trying to pop people's mental balloon uh, when they think that, gee, you know, if I only had some palace in Beverly Hills or whatever. But a palace in Beverly Hills is going to look like Van Nuys Boulevard, a kind of a ghetto boulevard when you get to heaven in comparison. So we have to understand where we are in space and time. We are, at least physically, we're not in heaven yet. Now, one thing I want to add, though, before I continue, even though we're not physically in heaven yet, with our present physical bodies, we're not in heaven, because our present physical bodies are fallen, and we, can't, we couldn't enter uh, heaven anyway in our present physical bodies. So it's only after we die, or we're resurrected from the dead, or we happen to be alive when Jesus returns, that people in all of those categories, when they are taken up to heaven, are going to receive a brand new glorified body, so that they can inhabit in a wondrous way brand new glorious new heaven new earth new jerusalem and that's that's coming in the future so that would be called what we could construe as future time however in the spiritual sense so we we have a dual dual meaning here we have the physical world reality understanding and then we have the outside of space and time remember god doesn't is not restricted to living in this physical reality, dimensional world that's determined by our physical senses. God is way beyond that. So he lives in what's called the spiritual world, which is another dimension in which time uh, is non-existent because you've moved from time—time is part of the fall, it's part of the curse—you move from time to eternity, or forever, or uh, infinity and it never ends. So, it's a challenge to understand things completely. So, even though we live in this physical world reality right now, and the Bible teaches us, like the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6, that our warfare is not against flesh and blood or people, but against the principalities, the powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. So, our primary battle is not with people. It's with strongholds, ideas, belief systems, fallen angels, uh, demonic entities of various kinds, and ultimately Satan or Lucifer. And so the weapons we use in this warfare are not just, well, they're not physical, uh, material world weapons. They are spiritual weapons, multidimensional weapons. So God wants us to know, as we are being faithful to occupy until he comes, and that means you and me and anybody who claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ you and I are supposed to be occupying the land or the territory which right now would be in this physical world reality we're supposed to occupy or exercise if you will people get hung up on this word but it's it's a biblically accurate word we're supposed to exercise dominion over whatever territory the lord has given us rulership and dominion and authority. We're supposed to be exercising that. Now, theologically, the question is why? Because right now, we kind of have a dual citizenship. We're living in this world, but we're not of it. This world, we're just passing through. This world is not our real home. But as we do what we're called to do by God, and what we determine what we're called to do is in the Word of God, simultaneously to that, we are sitting right now in heavenly places. Or in another dimension, or in the invisible world, or the spiritual world. We are sitting right now in heavenly places, and we're seated on a throne in heaven, a throne that has our name on it, because right now, positionally, from a theological sense, we are ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus from heaven as we rule from our throne that God has given us. And seated next to us, is Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords, and he is uh, seated on his throne as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And the theological basis for this is numerous scriptures plus the biblical concept that you and I are joint heirs with Jesus. That means when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, when our sins are forgiven by the blood of Jesus and our repentance, when we are born again and become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus, because the Spirit of God enters us when we pray or ask for it. You know, people can, you could, you, you listening to the Paul McGuire report, wherever you are in the world, especially those of you in the EU or EU connected nations, or we could even say colonies, former colonies. If you're listening to me in the military, in the EU, anywhere in the United States, and you just happen to check out this program, the Paul McGuire
1: Report, without
0: with risking you tuning out because of preconceived bias, I suggest that you don't slam the door in this truth I'm about to tell you that will revolutionize your life. So just lay down your bias, lay down your prejudice, lay down your preconceptions, and at least for a few moments have an open mind, because this is what I want to tell you. At any moment in this lifetime that you're living in, that you decide you no longer want to be just a fallen human being who ultimately is going to spend eternity separated from God, you can at any time during your physical lifetime on earth, before you die, any time you choose to, you can choose to respond to the call of God The summons of God. A summons is is more intense than just the call of God. A summons means that the ultimate authority, in this case, Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he's issuing you a lawful order that must be obeyed or there are serious consequences. So it's like no more playtime. Now, the call, when he calls you, it's, it's very similar, except when God first calls you, it's more. Uh, from the position of agape love, Christ-like love. It's not like when God summons you. That's really an ultimate act of love. But it's just that God understands the urgency and the temporal nature of the hour. And that if you sit on the fence, like so many people do, they daydream or enter some state of cognitive dissonance. That means, like, spaced out. You're, your brain separated from reality. And you, like, postpone everything. And the next thing you know, you're dying. And you haven't settled the most important issue in your entire life, which is whether or not you're going to enter the kingdom of heaven and receive eternal life. You'd be surprised how many millions of people, and and many people, will never turn to God. So, I would venture to say, by the mere fact and probability that you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report now, wherever you are in the world or the USA, it's not an accident. Whether it's the first time you've heard me or multiple times, this is not an accident. You're connecting with me now wherever you are, in whatever time zone, is not an accident. This communication that you're receiving is all part of the specific divine plan of God. Because God knows you personally. In fact, God knows everything about you upside down, inside and out, and God knows He could calculate in a second. Well, excuse me, he already knows. The exact numbers of hairs on your head to to reveal to you the precision of his understanding about who you are. And so you're not listening to the Paul McGuire Report by accident. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report by the divine plan of God, and because we have spiritual partners who pray for you and pray for the people listening and finance and contribute to the program that, that makes it possible for you to hear it now. So, the reality is just like in my life, I was raised an atheist. I was raised a secular humanist. I was raised a transhumanist. Actually, I was the only one who was a transhumanist in my family. They were atheists, existentialists, and secular humanists. And I was raised in that environment. So that's what I was. But because of my intense thirst for truth and knowledge from the earliest days of my childhood to the present moment, I thank God that that however it happened, whether it was placed into my DNA by God or I chose to develop it, I, don't, I can't tell you all the specifics of how it happened. All I know is that from my earliest childhood days, my, my normal was always to think outside of the box. I never allowed my thinking, my consciousness, my inquiry, my questioning, I never surrendered it to the conventional norms Of what we used to call during the counterculture revolution, you know, the plastic, fantastic, the plastic society, because that's death. So, from as far back as I can remember, I have always been thinking outside of the box because that's where truth is. And I've always been encouraging and motivating and turning people on and telling them you need to think outside of the box, which is the opposite of what the educational system does, the media does, the music industry, the film industry. Uh, Social media, the culture, law, government, and everything else, they're all telling you, you better think inside the box. That's why they're obsessed with Orwellian surveillance technology, the kind of technology that George Orwell, the author, wrote about in his famous novel, 1984,
1: uh, where the central uh, villain was Big Brother. Big Brother. But, you know, I talk to people about out-of-the-box topics in,
0: in, in my casual flow of life. Because I don't come off like some flaming-eyed fundamentalist. I don't come off like supercharged and superheated, you know, foaming at the mouth religious Bible cult fanatic. You see, like you. See, you, like you. Because you studied, whether you call it perception or not, you have, you have an understanding of perception, or you would not have chosen to listen to me, the Paul McGuire Report, the people that I've been doing this for 40 years or more, on all kinds of media reaching millions and millions of people, no exaggeration at all. In fact, that's an understatement, an
1: undercalculation. And what I've learned is
0: that when God has opened doors for me to communicate in all kinds of the spectrums of media, If I'm faithful to be in synchronization with God, and I'm faithful to operate in the electromagnetic frequency that is uniquely mine, like you have your own electromagnetic frequency, which was uniquely yours, and of course God, there's the electromagnetic frequency of God. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because... Our existence in this temporary physical world reality and everything in this temporary physical world reality, we are all merely projections of electromagnetic frequencies at specific numbers. Okay, so even the Earth itself is generating a specific electromagnetic frequency, and the physicist Schumann. Uh, determined what the electromagnetic or EMF frequency of the Earth was, and without having my books in front of me, because I talk about him and I talk about these frequencies in the book. um, I believe the Schumann resonance, which is the uh, exact numerical EMF frequency emanated by planet Earth is something like 7.83 hertz or 7.80 hertz, something like that. And Everything in this world, so like you, me, everything we see, people we see, we are all ultimately energy, okay? We are all ultimately energy. Now, I understood that before I was saved, because it's just using my God-given logical mind and choosing to think outside of the box. How many of you have ever seen the old classic movie? You yeah, know, it's old, but it's it's out of the box, it's not only out of the box, it's like bases are loaded, and the, the batter who steps up to the plate with the bases are loaded smacks the fastball being pitched by the pitcher in the other team. He knocks the ball out of the ballpark, and this particular team wins the World Series. Now, why was he able to do that with such accuracy? Practice, repetition, practice, repetition, practice, repetition, and other disciplines. So, I learned that if I really wanted to find out the answers to life because when I was a boy and many of you can relate to what I'm saying, maybe maybe you didn't do it to the intensity that I, that I did it, but maybe you did it more intensely, but you did it to whatever degree because I already know that you couldn't possibly listen to me if you were not already an out of the box thinker. You see that old expression, "Lifes attract
1: likes." When people hear the Paul McGuire report, you're,
0: you're first hearing the verbal communication, the auditory communication of ideas, of philosophy, of science, of technology, of physics, of biology, of the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, all that stuff. That's the first thing you hear. But that presentation of knowledge and true knowledge gives you power you become more powerful and more powerful and more powerful when you feed your mind with knowledge
1: and truth but on top of that
0: the undergirding invisible world platform which carries that message into the hearts and souls of mankind is being projected in the invisible being projected into the invisible realm another dimension or the spiritual realm via specific electromagnetic frequency waves, EMF, EMF waves. And those EMF waves are generating my specific being to your specific being. But every truth that I talk about, or even non-truth, if I was to talk about a non-truth, it's going out into a, a global and beyond this solar system energy field. Now, people say, say, well, that's New Age. You know, that's about as dumb as being alive during Columbus' Columbus's time. And, and, you know, you've got solid reports that there exists this massive continent that will eventually become America or South America and North America. And, then, and people say that's just a fairy tale, and, and they laugh. And then Columbus gets financing. He sails to wherever he sailed to originally and discovers America officially. And he thought out of the box, and there was this gigantic world. Now, I don't have time to get into the Indians and all that stuff. That's all important stuff, but I only have a certain amount of time. So you're being called by God to understand. You see, the purpose of this life is to learn what God is trying to download in you. So, so you see, you would not even be attracted to what I'm saying. You wouldn't resonate frequency level with me if we weren't on similar wavelengths. I'm on the wavelength of pursuing truth and going for it deeper and deeper, farther and farther, not into the realm of illogical, irrational insanity, but into the realm of what Dr. Francis Schaeffer called final reality or true truth. Final reality, or true truth, is that truth which is true no matter what you may think or don't think, because the truth of the truth is not contingent. It doesn't need you. It's true anyway. And final reality means that's the reality that really is. No more argument. That's the final reality. And it doesn't need the approval of anybody, a government, an expert, a minister, or whatever. Final reality is final reality. It exists independently of what I think or you think. So you and I, obviously, have chosen to think outside of the box. Because the box, now this is, this is where we're going to go right into the deep dive. The box has always been, from the beginning of time, what today we call the matrix. So let me repeat that. The box has been around since the beginning of time. Under what I call the Pharaoh God King system in ancient Egypt, in uh, in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel in the Chalcedon Empire, and many other empires. they knew what the box was. it has many names. so they grew their empires by thinking outside of the box. You and I have to think outside of the box because the box is a product of the mystery Babylon pharaoh-god-king system, which essentially is a technological, scientific, supernatural mechanism for enslaving the masses, bringing the masses into captivity to serve the globalist elite or the Luciferian elite or the pharaohs in the pharaoh-god-king system to serve them as as if we were their slaves in captivity. And so the way they want to keep us in captivity is keep our consciousness, our minds, our understanding, and our learning, and our knowledge base locked inside a box, which limits you and shuts you down. So you've got to experience a jailbreak, so to speak, because the box is a mental,
1: spiritual prison Created by pure
0: evil, and pure evil in its personal form would be Lucifer, the shining one, and Satan, the father of lies. It is Satan and Lucifer that ultimately are the engineers of this technology and the science and the releasing of this supernatural power, which is designed to enslave mankind and place mankind in a box. And It is the expectation of Satan and Lucifer and the followers of Satan and Lucifer that that all the people that don't serve Lucifer will be taken into captivity and serve the Luciferian elite as slaves. Now, this isn't some, you know, poetic exercise in, in creative history. This is exactly where you and I are in space and time. It is absolutely not an accident or a coincidence that the very uh, concepts of a one-world government, a one-world religion, and a one-world economic system that first originated in mystery in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel, it's not an accident or a coincidence that ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel was the birthplace of the world's first one-world government, one-world religion, one-world economic system, or the new world order. You can read about it in Genesis. And God comes down, by the way, from heaven to check out Babylon, because he knew that in the secret places of their hearts, the people of ancient Babylon were worshiping Lucifer. They wanted nothing to do with the true God. So this mystery Babylon system, this new world order system, has been passed on from empire to empire, super civilization to super civilization since the beginning of time. And it has always been a control system based on alchemical magic, sorcery,
1: supernatural power, um, technology, science, and, and related disciplines. I mean, this is so heavy, man, and when you understand it, it's like God will give you a download of power
0: on a level that, that, that exceeds your imagination. God will give you a download of power. He calls that download of power that he has for his children, he calls, Jesus calls that download of power, power from on high, or the dunamis, dynamite, detonation, explosive power of God. because. The root words behind dunamis, which is, dunamis is the word for power from on high. But the root definitions of power from high or dunamis, it comes from the words uh, dunamis, dynamite, or an explosive force, and detonation. And God will download into your mind knowledge, which is power, uh, wisdom, which is power, guidance, which is power, and, and value, and other things. And so when you walk as a man or a
1: woman who prioritizes the Word of God, okay, and
0: puts all decisions, all ideas in submission to the Word of God, and then when you have the, the, the platform of the Word of God upon which you are standing, God then will download upon you power from one eye, and you you undergo a prison break. You are no longer a prisoner in Lucifer's numerous supermax prisons hidden throughout planet Earth. You're free. You've broken the confines of thinking in the box or thinking in the prison. So back to that old classic movie. With uh, Paul Newman, who who used to be, in his time, you know, one of the greatest male actors, and you know, you compare you you compare Paul Newman or Robert Redford, uh, some of the greatest actors in the history of the film business, with you know what we have today, and there are exceptions, but not many. What we have today in terms of female actress or male actor, what we have today is
1: we don't have you know, uh, stars
0: that can really act, that look handsomer, not bad English, or more beautiful than the ordinary person, that are gifted actors or actresses that are larger than life. What we have today, and it's done strategically and methodically, is we have the deliberate strategic raising up of talent in all phases of entertainment, acting and music. We have the deliberate raising up of the mediocre, the mediocre man, the mediocre woman, that cannot be too beautiful. Their figures cannot be too perfect. The male cannot be too handsome. The woman cannot be too beautiful, because the, the, the unspoken rule is they're not allowed to be larger than life, which was formerly in the past in Hollywood, the name of the game. People wanted movie stars and TV stars to be larger than life. But you see, in a collectivist society, which is the same thing as a Marxist-based society, a communist-based society, and a socialist-based society, they have to destroy any concept or any perception of ever-increasing excellence, whether it's in intelligence, Uh, giftedness, knowledge, acting ability, looks, or whatever. They do not want larger than life. Look at it. Overwhelmingly, this this whole thing has transpired in my lifetime, but overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, whether it's music, or whether it's television actors, or, or feature film, or episodic TV actors or actresses, there are exceptions. But I would say, I'm going to be conservative in my estimate, I would say 75 to 80 percent of the talent, the so-called stars, are, are have been dumbed down. They've been lowered, so they're no longer stars. They, they are what I call the every man and the every woman, because that's what a socialist communist state wants. They don't want any kind of competitive environment whatsoever sociologically in which a man or a woman could possibly rise to a higher level of stature, rise to a higher level of greatness, rise to a higher level of giftedness than anybody else. They have a perverse notion of equality, and and the way they want to produce equality, the way they say they're going to liberate men and women, is that all men and women who are gifted, good-looking, talented, knowledgeable, whatever it is, those people, those stars with star quality now have to be brought down low and not be, they need need to be brought down low and artificially uh, synchronized to the same low level as mediocre talent, average actors, average actresses with average ability. These stars, the really talented, have to be artificially sublimated or brought down low. Why? Because communism is first and foremost rooted, the philosophy and ideology of communism is rooted in um,
1: another dimension. It is not merely,
0: communism, Marxism, and socialism is not merely the product or construct of human intellectuals. It was downloaded to human intellectuals or pawns by principalities and powers, high level angelic forces, and Lucifer himself. So it's the product of satanic wisdom, satanic or Luciferian control. Because, in their own words, the architects, the leaders of this globalist, communist, new world order, which is just a, a New World Order has been rebranded as the global reset. And so you make everybody the same, everybody equally ugly, and anybody who, who fits out of the box and is extraordinary or more talented or more intelligent or more good looking or whatever, that person has to be artificially pulled down and stomped into pieces. Because a communist society, anything that threatens the lie that they perpetuate, that the redistribution of wealth, by force, the giving out of medical care and opportunities and like the sciences and medicine or whatever is all controlled by force. It is the government, not God or the parents, that through, through so called scientific testing, which is not scientific testing at all, the government will choose your child's career or occupation based on the testing that the government conducts on children. And so certain ch- and it has nothing to do with how gifted they are, how intelligent they are. what they're really looking for is compliant people who will go with the flow and not question the illegal authority. And so that's why those
1: nations uh, have been castrated. They are incapable
0: of producing geniuses, inventors, entrepreneurs, independent business owners startup companies. I mean, the primary reason that America is still an economic giant, despite the fact that we have had and do have corrupt politicians that have sold our engineering and scientific secrets to the communist Chinese and the Russians, etc., is because the American way of life was, is based on a mental programming or a mental framework that goes all the way back to the t- to before the American Revolution in 1776 it goes back to the 1600s when the pilgrims and puritans strong bible believing christians but they were also intellectually disciplined they knew science advanced mathematics in the 1600s they understood physics they they knew multiple languages they knew their bibles the average child coming from a pilgrim and puritan house would have more knowledge than your average bible scholar graduating from an Ivy League university. And so because of the robust intellectualism, robust intellectualism, and the powerful biblical spirituality, which emphasized a biblical worldview, as well as faith in the supernatural power of God, these people engraved their biblical ideas in our Constitution, Bill of Rights, and our entire society which gave birth to the American dream, which gave birth to unprecedented freedoms. And no other nation or empire in the history of mankind has ever produced what could be called a long-term, long-lasting and prosperous and free middle class. Only America has. And that's because America is based on the biblical model. All the other nations like communist China and communist Russia and Cuba and Cambodia, and you go on and on and on, and even Nazi Germany. They, 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 they destroyed through their totalitarian, will execute you if you think out of the box mindset. They don't produce, for the most part, they don't produce, they don't invent, they don't create new technology, they're not entrepreneurs, they're not go-getters. They basically get their technology by putting all their money in spies that steal American Uh, inventions, American technology. that they get ahead by cheating. Otherwise, they'd be back in the Stone Age. So you have to understand that whether you realize it or not, you were born not only with the DNA of God, the DNA of your parents, but you were born if you were born in America, or if you came to America as a young child. You were either born into it or you inherited, whether you realize it or not. The DNA of the Word of God. The DNA of the Word of God. Because the DNA of the Word of God makes operational Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and the curses. And God promises the pilgrims and Puritans and Christians today, God promised us, God promised them, and God promised us that if we don't worship idols, we don't worship the pagan gods, and we only worship the true biblical God only, if we do that, number one, and then if number two, we hearken diligently to obey the word of the Lord thy God, then a massive set of economic, social, military, uh, uh, biological, spiritual blessings would be poured out, and the blessings are described in great detail in Deuteronomy 28, the first half of the chapter. Now, if God's people, either back then or today, Reject that covenant and begin to worship idols, false gods, pagan gods like Baal or whatever, then, uh, and break the word of God and disobey the word of God and pervert the word of God and reject the word of God, then you read in specific detail all the social, economic, agricultural, medical, disease, and military curses that begin to afflict the nation that violates the covenant that God put them into. You understand? So I know we're moving quickly, but, but you've got to grasp the multidimensional nature of all of this. You've got to grasp it because it affects your life, and it affects our life right now. So all of us that have been born in America, even if you're not religious, even if you're not Christian, you have been the recipient in terms of an invisible inheritance, one that your actual DNA code carries in part, You have been the recipient of the biblical worldview thinking and the prosperity and blessing of the pilgrims and Puritans who founded America based on biblical principles. So that is embedded in our society, and that's why there's a war raging. By by the spirit of Antichrist, there's a war raging in an attempt to drive out all that truth and replace it with a satanic Luciferian control system. You say, well, what are you talking about, Well, you're just, you're just going out there. No, I'm not going out there. I've done my homework. I've studied this for over 50 years. Actually, I've studied this beginning in third grade uh, in uh, elementary school, and I'm tired of apologizing for it, and I'm tired of hiding it because people think I'm lying. That's the truth. It began with my reading of Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, which, by the way, the transhumanist intellectual behind the global
1: reset Harari, I think it's Yuval Noah Harari.
0: He also, around third grade, was profoundly influenced by by um, Alice Huxley's book *Brave New World*. It's interesting that almost 100% of the time, people that are atheists, humanists, transhumanists, secular humanists, existentialists are big readers, big acquirers of knowledge. That's why they have power. And in contrast, Christians love Mediocrity. In fact, a friend of mine wrote a book. Now, I don't agree everything that this friend of mine espouses today. But when we were hanging out together and very close friends in Hollywood and stuff, uh, he wrote a number of books. His father was famous for writing books and stuff. And he wrote a book called *Addicted to Mediocrity*, where the basic thesis was that the non-Biblical theology of the evangelical or Bible-believing church Because it has embraced non-biblical theology, has become weak and powerless because it no longer places a value on the acquisition of knowledge and understanding and science and mathematics and history, et cetera, et cetera. So we're gonna be back in a moment. Now I think one of the most important things you can do, remember, a lot of people are saying this. I'm not the first person to say this. I said this a long time ago. I don't think I was the first, though. But that books that are made with
1: paper that you can hold in your hand, whatever happens in
0: our nation, you will be able to keep those books, you're smart, and continually go back and and get truth from books. So books that are printed on a printing press, books that are paper, books that are tangible and, and can be passed around in the physical and material realm have far more value, I hate to break it to you, than merely digital books or audio digital books. Because audio digital books or digital books can be erased electronically from any remote external location with the press of a button or a simple software code. And so what could easily happen is that in a totalitarian future, if that emerges in its fullness, it's called the global reset. If that emerges in its fullness... They are going to purge, like every other totalitarian society, they're going to purge our society of all sources of information, knowledge, history, and wisdom, and guidance. But they will purge it electronically. They will erase it all at once. It'll be like a mass electronic purge and erasing of every file that, that contained an electronic or digital book. Yet those people that were smart enough to invest in paper-bound, soft cover, hard cover books. You have a tangible, physical book that you can hide, pass around, and use in the future. When you look and examine, and I have people from totalitarian foreign nations, I'm aware to some degree of what's happening, they, have, they are dying for Bibles, Christian books, Christian books that explain what is going on. Because because the government has burned them and confiscated them, just like in the science fiction author Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit four fifty one, where in this dictatorship of the future the fire department's job was to drive around, break into people's homes, try to find their books. If they could find the books, they would burn them. Well things changed with the computer. Books can still be hidden, and if you hide them right, they can't be found. You can pass books around. But with a a button, with a software code, you could have a totalitarian regime erase all digital book files, digital book content, digital article content, erase it from every laptop, cell phone, or computer that you have. So investing in books, because you say, well, why would I invest in books? I want a return. Don't be so stupid, please. That really is insulting. It's insulting to you. You You ought to be ashamed for asking such a stupid question. And it's embarrassing to me. I'm not trying to be mean. You're, you're looking for the return. I got it, and you should look for the return. But then then you miss the whole you you miss the whole thing. You think that gold is the, the thing that's going to you'll be able to hide and protect because it's tangible, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. To many large degrees, you're right. But You're not basing your understanding on a deep study and understanding of the Word of God. Because the Word of God in the book of Proverbs says over and over again, read it, that the acquisition of knowledge and wisdom and history and understanding, going after knowledge through studying, through researching, through observation, pursuing knowledge, in the book of Proverbs says, that you're supposed to pursue knowledge, wisdom, and understanding with more passion and aggression than if you were to pursue physical gold or physical silver or precious jewels. Now, is that just some poetic, stupid statement? No, it's not. It's that when you look at everything from the big picture, from the picture of God, you understand that when you acquire wisdom, knowledge, guidance, understand history, That possessing those things, God says, they will bring you more power, more wisdom, more value, more security, more guidance, more wealth. That's what God says, than if you were to simply amass gold and silver. I'm not telling you you shouldn't amass gold and silver. That's between you and God, and it's obviously a viable choice. But the most viable choice, and the one that everybody neglects, is what is going to give you the biggest bang for your buck? In any environment is knowledge, 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 because knowledge is power, and power will give you all the other things. but you've got to study, you have to read books, you have to listen to programs like this, you have to invest. I know so many people who invested so much money in all these uh, mutual funds and everything else that all the big you know financial concerns were promoting and I was very skeptical because In every economic cycle that I've been alive for, I did not see, except in a short term basis, what I saw over the last 60 years, what I saw is a cycle of people investing in all these different mutual funds, et cetera, et cetera, perhaps making some really nice money in the short term. But over the long term, over the long haul, any gains, any profit, any increase of wealth they enjoyed was eaten up. by the the deliberately planned economic downturns created intentionally by the Federal Reserve and the international bankers. So when the day was done, anything you gained, you ended up losing. So so we had a financial crisis, I think it was in 2008. We're, We're in another financial crisis. Now, in a financial crisis, the value of your tangible assets goes down. Hopefully, you know, you, you have it in gold or something. I'm not peddling gold here, by the way, but it's, it's better than many things. But, but you can't forget not the acquisition of knowledge and understanding and wisdom as a tangible asset that has the capacity of generating more wealth than gold, silver, and precious jewels. And that didn't come from me. That came from God Almighty. God Almighty. And it's one of his principles he puts down in the book of Proverbs. And why is that? It's because in any environment, the percentage possibilities of you increasing wealth, increasing your livelihood, uh, gaining fi- financial security, making money, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, the possibility of you growing and increasing your wealth due to those endeavors is directly connected to how much you invested in getting knowledge, wisdom, research, understanding. Because if you have those things, you can end up just about anywhere and make a lot of money, capitalize on open doors, favor, and everything else. This is the great secret. This is the great secret. But the problem is, you see, Christians, Bible-believing Christians and evangelical Christians, have been seduced by the transitory philosophy Promoted by Marxism, socialism, communism, humanism, secular humanism, and transhumanism, they have been seduced by the notion that the only only tangible asset is that which we can feel, touch, and see with our physical senses. When in reality, the most tangible asset that has the capacity of producing infinitely more wealth than anything else is the understanding and acquisition of knowledge. Guidance, history, uh, knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the greats, the men who built empires, they knew this, like Sir Francis Bacon and Sir John Dee and Queen Elizabeth. Not the recent Queen Elizabeth. The Queen Elizabeth uh, going back uh, to, to the time of the, uh, the general time period before the Revolutionary War. There were two Queen Elizabeths back then, before the Revolutionary War and then during the Revolutionary War. She consulted high-level occultists to gain knowledge, but she didn't seek out like, like like you know, dummies. She sought out men like Sir Francis Bacon, who first and foremost was known as the father of modern science, or Bacon was also known as the father of the empirical scientific method. Publicly, he was a secular humanist, but secretly, because he didn't want to give away his power, Sir Francis Bacon, Sir John D, and others were secret occultists and practitioners of mystery Babylon religions. And so they were, they were acquiring and increasing their wealth, their land, conquering America, etc., etc., through communication in the supernatural realm. Because they knew the supernatural realm was not like a cartoon channel. They knew the reality of it. But, they, but you see, collectively, they did not want the masses to acquire this knowledge because then they would be free, and they would no longer be the slaves of the Luciferian or globalist elite. So publicly, the Luciferian or globalist elite always act like humanists. That's why Aldous Huxley depicted in his book, Brave New World, a scientific dictatorship. Uh, Brzezinski talked about rule by a technological or technocratic elite. And see, they spoke in secular terms, but secretly, they were hooked up like Nikola Tesla, like Thomas Edison and everybody else. They were hooked up to extra-dimensional and interdimensional avenues of knowledge and power. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Grab yourself while they're at a financial discount, the books, and then, you know, you don't have to memorize them. high speed read, but get the bullet points of information and truth. And I promise you a revolution in your life for the good. Visit PaulMaguire.us. Take advantage of the financial discounts right now. I'll be back in a moment. Okay, this is Paul McGuire, and you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report wherever you are on planet Earth. And we're talking about this fact. And this is tragic because I've had the privilege of teaching Bible prophecy as a professor of eschatology, which is Bible prophecy, at a major uh, Christian university
1: and college and I got I had
0: the the, the blessing of the, of the founder on my life and uh, they basically gave me free reign to teach what I wanted to teach assuming that I was teaching under the authority of the Bible but this was a number of years ago and now I'm very concerned because I look at the curriculum of of many Christian high schools and colleges and universities, et cetera. And there is no, you know, you could secularize if you had to, for whatever reason, a lot of these principles and truths. But there's a, because there's the secular application, and then there's the biblical Christian application. But in the world that we live in today, the two applications are really merging. And let me tell you what I mean. It is imperative that people know and understand that we are already in World War III. That's the first thing we need to understand. But we have to be able to recognize that the World War III we are in is nothing like the conventional warfare or wars we fought, for example, during the Civil War, World War I and World War II. World War III is a futuristic war, and we're already in the future. So World War III is a war that revolves around high-level technology. World War III is a war that involves very sophisticated psyops, or psychological operations. World War III is an all-out war among many different nations that involves the control of a cashless currency, or a biochip, nanochip, or a neural implant. That is part of the warfare, so so we are in in warfare with China and and BRICS nations and other nations for control of the cashless concern, the currency. That's a domain of of warfare, and then there are all the futuristic technological scientific weapons, the, the most overwhelming and the, probably the least understood, which is where what the lord the Lord spoke to me decades ago and told me to begin to research topics. Like he said, Paul, I want you to research electromagnetic frequencies. This was long before 5G and stuff like that was even a consideration. The Lord told me, uh, I want you to research quantum physics. I want you to research um, just, you know, oh, scientific mind control. Now, I had no idea why the Lord was telling me to study and understand scientific mind control. But these are all components. Of the future world war that we're in now. We're in World War III now, but you have to recognize it. And World War III is composed of psychological warfare, electromagnetic frequency weapons, altered states of consciousness, MK Ultra type of uh, uh, warfare, uh, the, the programming and the electronic control, hypnotic control, or what, what Huxley called scientific mind control. That's a form of warfare, that's a way you dominate a nation. And America, as well as other nations, have gone into nations, have gone into the battlefield all over the world, and we are employing uh, these scientific and technological uh, methodologies of war. So we are in right now, the key is you have to be able to perceive it, we are in right now a technological war, a DNA
1: war, an electromagnetic frequency war, a multidimensional war. And that's just the beginning. You see, so many of
0: these things, um, you're not taught, this is not explained to you in the media. You have to do independent research. That's why I'm telling you, you need to get my books and get like six of them because they build upon one after another. And by the way, I predicted many, many things going back 40 years ago, and they're in my books and people were shocked and and they 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 didn't really like it you know but i will say to you and you've heard this said by some very well known people that you respect but everything that i predicted came true or is coming true in my books going back years so all of the stuff that 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 pastors and christians and the public and the networks and the so called experts are just beginning to understand i've been writing and teaching about for, for over 40 years. And it's in my books, like 5G, electromagnetic frequency
1: weapons, um, um, mind control, remote
0: viewing, um, weather warfare. I mean, people still don't believe me. People still think that the weather that you see over your cities and, and, and you know, towns, you still think not you but people in america still think that that's a normal weather pattern or it's generated by climate change no it's not it's they're the product of weather modification weapons so unless you understand the dynamics and tenets of the technological scientific and supernatural war that we're in we're going to lose it now the only people
1: in america right now who
0: need to to open their mind not open their minds, readjust their minds, surrender their bias, and really study and do their homework would be Christians, Christian parents, Christian educators, Christian ministers, Christian churches, etc. etc. Because it's not an accident that the Apostle Paul, writing through the power of the Holy Spirit, said, For our fight, for our war is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers and the dark, uh, unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Heavenly places means in another dimension. So, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, strongholds. So, the warfare, this technological, supernatural, scientific warfare we're involved in, which is a characteristic of the last days and predicted in Bible prophecy. And I, but I explain it for you simply. In my books. That's why you need to go to PaulMcGuire.us, take advantage of the financial discounts on the books, get a bunch of them, loan to your friends, do Bible studies and discussion groups. You know, some people are going to complain because they don't want to think outside the box. But you need to pray and trust God because God will bring you supernaturally the people that are really hungry for the truth. And you'll be joyously happy when you discover that the people who are really hungry for the truth. They don't complain because they're hungry for the truth. They're dying for somebody to, to explain the truth to them. So we're, we have to understand vividly what's happening in our time. That's called intelligence. Because Christians are in a spiritual warfare, we need spiritual intelligence. Because we're in combat with fallen angels, fallen angel technology, Lucifer, multi dimensional warfare. And we have to quit you know, uh, regressing the cutting-edge truth of the Word of God. So let let me give you an example. In in the book of Revelation, as well as in the Old Testament, we see that when God's people are in synchronization with God and worshiping the true God and not idols, this releases supernatural power which overcomes the world system, whether it's Pharaoh and the Egyptian system or Nimrod and the uh, Tower of Babel system or the the satanic nature of the British Empire at certain periods with certain people. You know, while while they were telling the world that they were only humanists, Sir Francis Bacon, the father of the scientific method, the father of empirical scientific evidence, Sir John Dee and others, were publicly the most celebrated, respected scientists in the world. But privately, they were occultists, Rosicrucians, the society that was the the forerunner of the Illuminati, and they were in regular communication or channeling uh, spirit guides who they said were the Enochian or the Enochian angels uh, written about in the Book of Enoch. So these demonic entities or fallen angels were giving Sir Francis Bacon, who was the spiritual political advisor to the Queen of England, Supernatural guidance. And one of the things that these Enochian angels speaking in the Enochian angelic language, which the scientist Sir Francis Bacon learned along with Sir John Dee, these Enochian angels or fallen angels were speaking to the advisor of the Queen of England, the most powerful political force on earth, in the Enochian or an angelic, uh, fallen angel, angelic language. And they were telling her that she needed to use the mighty British
1: Empire to, in a stealth way,
0: recapture control over America. They controlled the colonies like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, et cetera, et cetera. But these high-level fallen angels were telling her and Bacon they needed to recapture America. Because America would be a key central feature in the New World Order. And America would be the new Atlantis, is what Bacon said. Now, I explain all of these things in my books. You need to get them Power from On High, The Greatest Battle, et cetera, et cetera, at paulmaguire.us. Because they followed through to this very day. And yet, at the same time, we're not supposed to be our, when we hear these things, We have a choice to think and believe and perceive like God wants us to, like God is training us to, uh, where God taught us about this kind of high-level thinking. When we read the the biblical account of Joshua and Caleb, and first they send in the spies from Israel who are are dominated by a spirit, spirit of fear and unbelief and they see the giants in the land of Canaan, Nephilim, and they flee and come back to the Lord and give the Lord an unbelieving or an evil report. Now, an evil report or a report based on unbelief must be a lie. So if you believe a lie, you're already under a curse, and you're serving Satan because he's the father of lies. So the belief construct and the perception that the that the children of Israel and their spies had when they went into the land of Canaan they were paralyzed in fear because they they saw all they could perceive was were giants so they came back to the Lord and gave him an evil report of unbelief an evil report would consist of a litany of excuses as to why they could not conquer the giants which would always end up glorifying the power of the giants and diminishing the power of God operating through his people now then uh, then God sends in Joshua and Caleb, who are filled with faith and operate by faith. And Joshua and Caleb invade the land of Canaan, but God supernaturally reprograms their perception. God supernaturally enhances their military strategies, and they, Joshua and Caleb, through, through the action of the power of the Holy Spirit, And through a supernatural infusion of power from on high from God, Joshua and Caleb see the giants as mere grasshoppers. And then the power of God reprograms the perception of the giants, and the giants begin to see themselves or perceive themselves as uh, uh, grasshoppers. And then Joshua and Caleb, through the supernatural power of God, Joshua and Caleb begin to perceive themselves as giants, so there's a complete shuffling of the deck. And Joshua and Caleb now are walking in supernatural faith, and the causative agent is that they are moving under power from on high. They're moving from power from on high. The Lord is reprogramming their perception, and when they move in, in power from on high, they're in a state of fearlessness. And they're in a state of where they perceive their enemies as grasshoppers and they perceive themselves as giants. Now, this is not a lie. This is not a mythological reality. This is what happens when you truly serve the living God, call out to God in faith. He will supernaturally penetrate or act in divine intervention in any spiritual battle that you're in. So, here in America, with all the attempts to artificially demonize Christians, with the spiritual war raging at an unprecedented level, with Bible prophecy, with the fulfillment of Bible prophecy echoing like sonic booms and, and cannon fire over, or over valleys, the echo effect of and the reverberation of Bible prophecy as it begins to unfold in things like a one-world system, a nanochip implant, a cashless society, uh, uh, DNA reprogramming, et cetera, et cetera. And God is trying to teach us that He's given us supernatural weapons for the last days that revolve around a understanding and a deep revelation of the Word of God, a willingness to believe in the Word of God by faith, a willingness to employ the spiritual weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, and then a surrendering of a of a false theological bias, which sh- which arbitrarily shuts the windows of heaven when the windows of heaven are supposed to be open when God's people are obeying him, and when God's people are obeying him and properly seeking his face and properly repenting, and the windows of heaven open, and God supernaturally pours out the dunamis, the dynamite detonation power of God,
1: or power from on high. So, we
0: should not be even momentarily immobilized by fear. It is possible for you, beginning today, it is possible for you to live this life on a different level, to take a step up. And the way that happens is you begin to believe the Word of God. You begin to, by faith, receive power from on high. And then all of, this, all of a sudden, as you, as you commit to these spiritual disciplines, and you begin to feed yourself spiritually, all of a sudden, perhaps suddenly, without you not recognizing it at at first, all of a sudden you begin to be that mighty man of God or that mighty woman of God that you really are, that's who God really created you. And then you discover that in the middle of the battle, you have no fear, and the Spirit of God is infusing you and imparting into you supernatural boldness supernatural wisdom, supernatural understanding, supernatural knowledge. And it dawns on you as you're walking with the Lord, because it begins to transform you so wonderfully. It dawns upon you that you have now become more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, and you become an overcomer in the spiritual battle. And then as you faithfully use what God begins to download into your life, God begins to download into your life and mind the reality and fact that you have at your possession, if indeed you will possess it by faith, you have in your possession an entire arsenal of law-abiding, peaceful, spiritual weapons that operate on a, a much higher level that transcends even the scientific and technological level of the warfare. You're tapping into an authentic, supernatural power from on high and that is that should revolutionize your inner identity because it's it's God's resurrection power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead it was the power of God that enabled Jesus Christ to heal the sick to open blind eyes to feed the 5000 it was the supernatural power of God that enabled Joshua and Caleb to defeat the giants it was the supernatural power of God that enabled Uh, the Apostle Paul, and the disciples to preach fearlessly, as well as perform miracles. And so, it was the supernatural power of God and the blessing of God moving through the lives of the Pilgrims and Puritans, which changed the destiny of America up until recently. And our job is to wage effective spiritual warfare and reclaim what the powers of darkness have stolen. You need to visit paulmaguire.us. That's paulmaguire.us. And check out my new video for you where I talk about the matrix. And, and it's something that I think you'll enjoy, and it's something that I think you can pass on, and you should pass on to your friends and people you know. So go to Paul McGuire. If you haven't already gotten it because you're on our eblast list or you signed up, as you should have, for our social media, you can get it at paulmaguire.us check out this matrix video i recorded i think you'll enjoy it and i think it will be useful to you in reaching out to people god bless you this is paul maguire visit paulmaguire.us